Hi, I'm Rifka, health coach and your guide to a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And I'm Ida, mental health awareness advocate and ADD coach. Welcome to the From the Inside Out podcast. We are mumtrepreneurs and friends who love connecting through meaningful conversations. It all started in an Uber, where we were both inspired by each other's life experiences. We decided then and there to create this platform because we believe in the power of connection and growth through sharing our experiences. Here we share research-backed tools, tips, and shortcuts. And interviews with some of our world's greatest thinkers, leaders, and everyday heroes who inspire us to create positive change in mind, body, and soul. From the inside out. This podcast episode is dedicated in memory of Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, who left this world too soon. His life was a testament to the power of one person in changing the world for the better. In this episode, we share seven principles that we believe keep showing up in the stories of some of the most inspiring leaders of the past and of today. And we alternate between the words values and principles, but what we really mean is that these are words to live by. Love identity, choice, conviction, hope, leadership, and unity. We chose these principles because we believe they apply in today's divided and chaotic climate. Please excuse the background noise. We normally record our podcasts on Zoom with Ida in Miami and me in Brooklyn, but this episode was recorded in New York at the TWA Hotel lobby before Ida's flight back to Miami. We spontaneously decided we're going to do this together on her short visit. And before we share the episode, here's a beautiful review on Apple. And don't forget to leave your review too. This podcast episode is titled Relevant and Insightful. I love your podcast. I find the topics relevant to the challenges we are facing today as parents and members of the Jewish community. I have several favorites. The interview with Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, Aleha Shalom, was inspirational and life-changing. I love all his talks. This one in particular felt very personal. His enthusiasm for being there was heartfelt. His words and tones exuded warmth, sincerity, and brilliance. I am grateful that it is here for us to listen to in the future. Please keep doing what you are doing. Thank you. Beautiful. This review is written by Mama Nadrik. Thank you. We appreciate you so much. We appreciate our listeners being here and keep listening so that we can keep talking. <laughs> don't forget to leave a review. We appreciate them so much and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future exciting episodes that we have coming up for you. Uh, so enjoy this episode. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. So today is different for most days for us because we are sitting here together in the flesh, in the flesh, <laughs> um, at the TWA Hotel in New York at 5 a.m. And Rifka has brought me delicious coffee and a cinnamon bun, which majorly jump-started my morning. Made with love. Made with love. And it is absolutely delicious and healthy. So we're starting off on a great note today. Yes, we are. And this yes. is very rare because and we always feel like we get whatever we need to get done and we feel a closeness um, doing our work together and we connect. But now seeing each other in person, we have a deeper understanding of what Rabbi Sachs had shared with us in our episode. He had said, you know, technology is important and it's, it's a good tool yeah. and it can be used for a good tool, but there's nothing like human connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not yet. You know, when we really get to experience each other's energies in person, it's like a whole different world. So yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's very timely 
considering the unfortunate passing of Rabbi Sachs, which yes. is devastating. That's why I felt like I'm getting in that in that Uber at 4.30 in the morning. I really felt like I wanted to see you read it because having that support to actually spend time with Rabbi Sachs and hear his brilliance. Yeah. But yeah. did we know that what he was going through at I that mean, time? This may have been his last interview before his passing. I'll never take for granted this opportunity that we had to speak with him in an intimate setting, to ask him questions that many people have never asked him before, that he was able to answer in a way that I don't think anyone else could have. It sincerely feels like a gift to have had that opportunity and then be able to share it with all of you. And just really, I think, timely now that we're doing this together. And we're getting to really experience, he had said in our episode, that it's very important to share stories and really connect in person. And he he shared a line in the room where it happens. It's like a, a song from a Broadway show, Hamilton. I actually have had the opportunity to see it. It is brilliant. In this room is where it was the compromise between Alexandra Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson. It was one of the most important bargains in American history. It happened in the room, so it's this whole song in the room where it happens. Right, right. He was saying yeah. that we need to do things in person as right, well, right. even though he had so much success on WhatsApp right. and uh, other means of technology. But yeah, and it's interesting because even in the business world, I was just talking to David, to my husband, about it, and he said that there are certain meetings that just have to be done in person when you want to meet someone for the first time or you're, you're talking a business deal. It's just not the same when you do it virtually and in person. So it's being in the room where it happened, like doing things in person, in the flesh, because it's not the same. So I see that. I see that. We're getting to experience that right now. Thank God. So social media can be a channel, but not a replacement. Exactly. Obviously now it's not so easy to connect outside of technology, but to make the effort when it's safe, obviously impossible, I think it's worthwhile. And to use social media in a positive way. Yeah, to be mindful of how more people are on social media now and that we can try to bring more light into the world. And It was interesting in, in Jonathan Sachs' book, he was writing um, about how social media can also be used in such a negative way. Like someone will write something about somebody on Twitter and it can just one line and yeah. you'll get thousands of likes and it can destroy someone's life. Yeah. But really everybody is sitting alone pressing that like button. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see a lot of that on social media now. People attacking each other. It's very divided. It's very divided, and we thought it would be a good time to kind of bring some light into the situation. We want to put our positive energy into the world. What are the things that we need to hear right now? Like, what are the principles that we need to apply into our lives to make sure, that first, that we're equipped to handle all the chaos and also to bring more unity into the world yeah. and yeah. like Rabbi Sachs had said to shift our generation from an I generation to a we generation so today we're going to share seven principles of seven values that we believe apply today and I think that the principles that we will discuss in this episode essentially are a recipe for achieving a more joyful and meaningful life there's so many incredible people out there that we can learn from We've chosen a few who did a great job at highlighting the importance of these these values. Here with Frank Sinatra in the background. I'm sorry about Frank Sinatra. Yeah, hopefully, in the hopefully it'll like fade out into the background. But. Okay, so the first principle or attribute that we wanted to share is love. Somehow it feels like we need a lot more of that these days. As soon as we thought of love and an essential bond, we think of Mother Rachel. 
or when as a nation we have gone through hard times, everyone tries their best to turn to Hashem and have mercy on us and answer our prayers. And, ha- and Hashem, he is Rachel when she turns to him. That was so unique about Rachel, that Hashem heard her prayer. And one answer the Lubavitcher Rebbe brings down as to why Rachel was the one that Hashem listened to is because she was prepared to be buried on the side of the road. She requested that so that she could be there for her children. And after the destruction of the first Beit HaMikdash, when Fuchadnezzar was ready to take on the Jews, and as a nation, they didn't know where this was all heading, it was incredibly comforting for them to pass by the Keva of Rachel, and she was there for them as a comfort. So she was prepared to be on the side of the road for unsung heroes, or even for children that have desecrated or transgressed. Yeah. Yet, to her, that didn't matter. All she saw was, these are my children, and I am the mother, and I want to be there for them. And it was that essential, integral bond that she saw her children for who they were. Past all their sins, she saw through that. So that's when Hashem listened to her, and he right. said, if they have sinned, they are my children, and I have to see past that. Right. So she had evoked that in God. Yeah, yeah. I love that you chose... Rachel, Mother Rachel, because I feel like she encapsulates the love and sacrifice because for her, love meant, you know, seeing the best in her children. And, you know, when she gave her sister her place as Yaakov's bride, yeah, and then later on is buried on the side of the road to be able to comfort Apple's her children, children, which is also like sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice. sacrifice. To not be buried next to her husband. I think she's so inspirational. She is, and this is how we can apply this today. If we could see past everything and focus from the inside out, like Rachel did, that would enable us to connect to each other and unite more. Yeah, she loved her sister, even though she knew that that love would probably mean that she had to lose a lot of herself in the process. And sometimes that's what love is all about, is recognizing that we're all better off if we love each other, even if that means that we might have to give up a part of ourselves. And I think that in a relationship, in any relationship, that's such a good value to have, is to recognize that love comes with sacrifice. And a sacrifice, I don't like that word, sacrifice. Because sacrifice means that it's bad. I would say just it's give yeah. and get. You know, you give and you get, but you give, like Rabbi Taub says, for fun and for free. You give because you know it's the right thing to do. The next person, so, so Rivka and I kind of talked about who stood out to us. And so I thought of Rabbi Adin Steinsalt, who Rabbi Sachs had mentioned actually in our conversation that we you know, we lost recently. Unfortunately, he passed away. Um, he was a tremendous person. And I just want to share one thing that stood out to me about him that really reflects the value of having a strong identity and knowing who you are and being yourself, which is so important. And it's important for me because you know, like we talked about self-help in our last uh, podcast conversation and about there's how there's all these different like, recommendations for what we can do to take it to the next level, to be happier, to achieve more, right? Goals, things like that. But if you don't know who you are, you can get so lost in all of this information and set the wrong goals for yourself, right. goals that interfere with your well-being if you don't know who you are. And that's why Rev Steinsatz really stands out because... Um, he once shared this analogy, and I, I did share it in a previous episode, so if you heard that, my apologies for, for repeating <laughs> it's it. I think it's worth, yeah, I think it's worth repeating. He says, imagine if you were an eagle and you lived like a duck because you think that you're a duck, and your whole life you're walking around like a duck, but you have wings that can fly. 
and then someone comes and tells you, by the way, you're an eagle, you can fly, and then you fly and realize you can soar above everything. You have to know who you are and not compare yourself to someone else. Just because something works for someone else doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. So this principle of identity, is of knowing who you are, is so important. And, you know, one way to do that is to really, you know, from the inside out, is to ask yourself bigger questions. You know, who am I? What do I represent? What are my values? And I think for many of us, with all the background noise, it's hard to get to that point, but it's possible. During trying times, it gives you more clarity and yeah. gives you a focus. Yeah, yeah. That's, I guess, the silver lining of what are my essentials. You know, I think we many of us discovered what our essentials are. Yeah. Who do I want to spend my time with? What do I want to spend my time doing? You know, what... And that makes you appreciate those things and those people sure. that much more. For sure. You have to reevaluate a lot of things. What's important? You know, am I going to send my kids to school um, and risk, you know, them being exposed? Or am I going to keep them home and and risk them not having social interactions? This is notwithstanding the political climate. Right. I'm just saying as a personal choice, what is it that I feel strongly, more strongly about? So... Anyway, so, so, so identity, yeah. and that that also refers, to, of course, to God, like a connection with Him. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think Rabbi Sachs emulated this beautifully. Like he was strong in his identity, so strong, um, like unwavering faith, which was so inspiring. Yeah. The next principle we thought of was freedom of choice, because we're in this situation. But as we know from Man's Search of Meaning, from Viktor Frankl, is that we whatever the situation we in man can be stripped of everything but we have the freedom to choose our own way and edith eager who we've, we've also had an episode with shares that view as well and um she has a new book it's called the gift and she has a quote in there in every crisis there is a transition she says sometimes the things that interrupt our lives that stop us in our tracks can also be catalysts for the emerging self tools that show us a new way to be and with a new vision and this is why she says that in every crisis, there is a transition. You know, awful things happen and they hurt us like hell. And these devastating experiences are also opportunities to regroup and decide what we want for our lives. By moving forward and discovering our freedom, we release ourselves from the prison of victimhood. Yeah, I love that. And I, um, I don't know if you heard on the Tim Ferriss podcast, he was saying that the one book that was quoted most often as a favorite was uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Right. Because at the end of the day, we cannot control the circumstances and we can only control how we respond to them. Well, actually, she gives a beautiful action step. The gift is, a, is very different to the choice, the book, The Gift. Right. Great book. I yeah. actually just started reading it. Yeah, The Choice is her story. Yeah. The Choice is a story. And, and the, the gift, gift is, is 12, se- 12 lessons from her yes. experience that can help save your life, which I love. I, I, I mean, I didn't read the whole thing yet, so I can't I, I read this beautiful action step that you can take. To release, to release yourself from the prison of victimhood. And I love this. Maybe we can do it together because she says, you know, do it with a friend or you can do it with your family. So basically, you make a vision board. So you could do it on a board or you could buy a big sheet of cardboard paper and, and it's going to represent what you want to create or embrace in your life. So you cut out pictures from, from magazines or quotes. You know, there are no rules. But just see what attracts you and paste the images on a poster board or a big cardboard and see what emerges and keep it close and look at it every day. And it can be in, like an arrow for you to follow, a guide, and, you know, it will inspire you in your life. What I love about what you just said is that it ties into identity because that helps you discover, like, well, what are my goals? Right. Who am I? Exactly. And one thing that just came to mind that I thought about last night, actually, 
was how I think that we all assume that in order to do something, it has to feel like okay to do it. It has to be comfortable. And that ends up holding so many of us back. And if we, if we recognize that if we have our bigger goals, if we see the bigger picture, it might be easier to do certain things that we're reluctant to do. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, like there's always those errands that you just, that are on your list and you, they're on your list every day. They're never leaving that list because they're annoying, yeah. right, to do. But if you really they're see the, the bigger picture, <laughs> and they stay at the bottom, yeah. and sometimes they're things that have to be done, but right. they're not done. Yeah. Um, speaking from my own experience. Speaking from my own experience, too. Uh, I know, I mean, this could be somewhat tied to ADHD, but at the same time, I think anyone, I'm sure most of you can relate to having a list with things on the list that are just, that just getting happen. done. <laughs> and I think developing a mindset, and this is not my own original thought, this is a thought I saw somewhere else, but developing a mindset of, it's never going to be not annoying to do this. So I'm going to do it even though it's annoying and remember that this is an annoying thing that I'm going to do, but it's just part of the process. Like right. there's never going to be a point where it's not annoying. Right. Don't expect that to happen. Yeah. So I'm totally veering off on a tangent here. But but it's true. It's, you know, if you, if you see the bigger picture, that's how I got that thought. If you see the bigger picture and you know where you're headed, um, you're more likely to, to do the thing. Like a person who has a why can endure anyhow. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking. And it's true. It's, it's a bit like exercise, like we were discussing, even though it's at the bottom of your list and you don't want to do it. Right. If you know your goal and you see that vision board that I, I really am excited about yeah, that's a great this. example. Yeah. Then you're going to be like, you know what? I do want to feel my best. I do want to have more energy. I'm doing this. Yeah. And then you have the, you can have a vision board yeah. with a picture of you when you looked your best. Or let, let's just say that's your goal and that's what you want. Um, it helps you kind of get through the stuff. Do you I, hear the birds? I do hear How the birds. How crazy is that? Oh, my gosh. Birds near the airport. But that's yeah, great. The birds like our podcast. <laughs> they always have. Okay. Uh, yes. I've been wanting to print out quotes that I love for a while. So when I read this, I thought it was exciting. So if you end up doing your vision board and you'd like to share it, we'd love to see. Okay. I'm okay. going to work on it. I, I will say that I have a few quotes um, framed around my house and my kids' room. I'm talking to our listeners, too. I'm saying if anyone wants to share their, their vision board. Oh, yes. If you, yeah. And tag us. Yeah. Tag us. And if, if you're on social media, um, share your vision board or, or a quote that you love and tag us in it um, so we can spread more light into this world together. So yeah. the next principle that I thought of is conviction and determination. And the reason I thought of that is because, yes, we did discuss the importance of like having a strong identity, knowing who you are. But sometimes when you're surrounded by people who don't agree with you, people who are second guessing what you're doing it's very hard to not give in right some people will call it conform and so the first thing that the first person that came to mind for me um is actually winston churchill i think winston churchill is one of the people who um, is the reason that nazi germany did not win the war and that's because in 1940 when hitler was taking over the world he had all the british troops cornered and there were over 300,000 soldiers which was the, basically the entire British army. And all the powerful people in the British government were pushing and twisting Churchill's arm and putting tremendous pressure on him to surrender and to come to terms with Hitler, which would have meant that Britain would give up and would have been under Nazi rule. And so Churchill was able to stand up to the pressure all around him and refused to surrender. And along with some pretty daring individuals in the government, he was able to organize the, the evacuation of those British troops um, from Dunkirk, which eventually saved the British army. So I think I could, we could safely assume that if not for his strength and conviction, 
that we would probably be speaking German today. And that would not be good. Exactly. Yeah. And so another thing he said is success is the ability to go from one failure to another with no loss of enthusiasm. I think that it's so admirable to, to withstand pressure around you. Um, and I think that it's a great principle to apply today, that if you feel strongly about something, even if everybody around you might not agree, that does not mean that you're wrong. Trust your instincts when needed. And yes, of course, that doesn't apply in all situations, but in values that are important, I think that is something to keep in mind. This reminds me, I was watching a video of Rabbi Sachs in the last few days, watching lots of videos about Rabbi Sachs. Um, and at the time that he was ordained, Rabbi Sachs was saying that he's totally open to any Jew and that as members of the same people, we are really members of the same family. And he said that no Jew and nothing Jewish is alien to him. And so then he was asked what he had just pulled out of an educational committee. He had some strong convictions about something he believed in. And he was asked how do the two exist together, what he had just said, and this action of leaving a committee. And he said... Oh, so, so he, left the, he left the committee? Yes, because he didn't agree with, uh-huh. with some things that were being done there. Right. And he gave an answer and he said that there was always a Moshe figure prepared to say this is Judaism and there is no compromise. And that there is always an Aram figure saying let's hold together as a people. And at times we have to be firm and uncompromising on matters of principle. And other times we have to say without compromise, let's come close together. So uh, Winston Churchill example right. reminded me of him saying this, that we need both. Right. It's, that's such an important thing to, to highlight because they're not mutually exclusive. It's not like either you stand for your convictions, either you stand up for what's right, or you give in. You you have both. You just have to be mindful of when to apply which one. And how. And, and how. how and how. Yeah. And knowing your yeah. purpose, like you said, knowing your identity. You yeah. know, If you know your purpose is some truth, God, or for the good of the country, or the good of someone else. Right. Isn't that amazing how it all ties together? Yeah. Like if you know who you are, and you have, you know, your vision in mind. And it's done with love. And it's done with love. Then it becomes easier to do the hard things, one of which would be to stand up for what's right when there's opposition. And to make a difference. And when, yeah, and when to give in, when it's important to give in. Um, another important principle and value is, uh, is hope and positivity. That means having hope that tomorrow will be better than today. And I think that many of us, yes, we need tools to, you know, to figure out how to manage our days as they happen. But there's also that element of like really believing that tomorrow will be better. And and one person that comes to mind for me is Anne Frank. um, She she saw the beauty in everything. And she really was very optimistic that tomorrow would be better. And unfortunately, she didn't survive, which was not a happy ending. But look at but look what she left us with such a gift you know her diary which now i think is the most widely used book i think it's one of the most popular books in the world right now and um you know i just think that that optimism is important and not like unrealistic optimism i mean an optimism that is so refreshing like she has she was quoted to say how wonderful is it that nobody needs to wait a single moment before starting to improve the world you know you can start now to develop a, a positive mindset and this is just kind of a, something that I heard about optimism that I thought was brilliant. Um, so Amos Tversky says about pessimism that when you're a pessimist and the bad thing happens, you live it twice. Once when you worry about it and the second time when it happens. So it just makes more sense to be optimistic yeah. and to have hope that things will be okay. You do everything you need to do and then the rest you leave up to God 
but you, um, you've got to hope for a better future. Yeah. And I think we all need to do that right now. Yes. I love that quote when I saw it. I feel like for our next attribute, it's very appropriate that we're going from positivity to leadership because the Lubavitch Rebbe, and, and as Chabad women, we have grown up with trach, but it's good, think good, and it will be good. And this flows very nicely into what I want to share now from the Rebbe and uh, our attribute for what the Rebbe says is leadership. I heard this beautiful thought from Chase Taub. There is an episode in the Torah where Abraham separates himself from his relative, who is both his brother-in-law and his nephew, and it's Lot. Right. So it says in the Torah where Abraham says, separate from me. If you go left, I go right. And if if you go right, I go left. And it seems from this sentence that there wasn't enough room for both of them in one place. Right. They weren't doing well living in the same place together. So they decided to go their separate ways. But Rashi says that really it means Abraham's telling Lot, wherever you go, I will not be far from you. I will be near you as a protector and as a helper. And Abba asks a question the verse really clearly says you go right I go left let's get away from each other and then Rashi says it means if you ever need help I've got your back I'm here for you so how do you explain this it, it sounds like yeah opposite ways right. of of seeing things and the Rebbe says that the term left and right are very telling north west east and south no matter which way you're facing are the same way for everybody ah. yes the directions of the compass are the same no matter where you are and left and right only have meaning together with somebody else you're facing in the same direction. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, because my left is your right right now. Yes. Think about it. Yeah. We're looking at the left, we're right. looking at the right, but we have the same goal. Yeah. We have yeah. the same vision. So we may look at something from different perspectives, but using the terms left and right, we are indicating that we are facing the same direction. I love that. Yeah. That's so interesting. So we can have opposite views like, for different people right that we have more in common than we think we are facing the same direction with the same goal that's beautiful that what divides us makes us have more in common it's true each each side usually is passionate about their view but we're both passionate it's like what rabbi sex had said people not like us are just like yeah. us get to know people right that are not like you so you go right and i, I go left means let, let's remember we care about the same things and even if you have an opposite way of caring about the thing that i care about we still care about the same things right so when you're in trouble i am there for you i don't have to agree with you you're right i'm left but i can i'm going to come through for you because at the end of the day we care about the same things even though we care about them differently it actually makes me think of how i grew up like i was raised in a family with strong values and my father was the rubber had sent him to um, help back in the day bibi netanyahu become rosh hamemshala so right. i grew up with the father very passionate about right wing in israel yeah but at the same time we had people in our home who were left wing we had people in our home from all walks of life. Right. And so, you know. So you got to witness firsthand in your home growing up the value of standing by your convictions, but also being open to different views. Right. There we go. It's really beautiful. So we shouldn't all invite people over from the left, from the right. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving <laughs> is coming up. Well, unfortunately, this is still, you know, COVID. So we're limited in how many people we can have. Um, speaking of which, we were going to mention President Lincoln. We wanted to mention a president. Yeah. President Lincoln was one of those presidents who, and it's very timely with Thanksgiving coming up, 
who really had a, a mindset of unity. In, in the midst of civil war in 1863, Lincoln is the one that issued a Thanksgiving proclamation. There have been Thanksgiving celebrations since the early settlers, but this was the first time a specific day was set aside for the entire nation, because even though there was a civil war happening, he wanted both sides to express gratitude to him. He encouraged everyone to and be thankful for what we have. Yeah, that's unity. So I think just to summarize this. Yeah. So if we have love, and if we have um, a strong identity, you know, we know who we are, and we have a vision for what we want in our lives, right? Like, like Rivka, you mentioned with them, having the vision goals, board. The vision board. You have a strong identity. You build a vision board, right? These are action steps, and always hope for a better future. Be optimistic, because where focus goes, energy grows. So the more you you kind of tap into the positivity and hope for the future, the more likely we are to get that better future for ourselves and for, for our people, for our country, for the world. And just don't underestimate your power and tapping into your leadership qualities. And this is so much so related to what Rabbi Sachs said, uh, Rabbi Lord Sachs about leadership, about how, you know, he did not see himself as a leader. He said the rebel wasn't a man who created followers. The rebel was a leader who created leaders. Right, right, right. And that's why we wanted to choose leadership. Yeah, leadership is, is probably one of the single most important quality that we can all tap into because when we tap into our leadership it's a way of saying i have something to contribute and to offer to the world and that really takes knowing who you are and when we, when we have our goal and yeah. we have the love and we have our identity yeah then we actually are empowered to, to become that leader and spread the light and create leaders yeah and i think a practical step right now could be because i know that there's a lot of principles here would be to start with a vision board I think that's a very practical, actionable step. If you see a quote that you like, if you see a picture, something that brings you joy, something that you know is related to something that you connect to, then go ahead and put it on your vision board and see where that takes yes. you. The sky's then, limit. Yeah, then you can see the right, you can see the left, and you have your goal in front of you. The sky's the limit right here in the airport. We're watching planes take off. And Ida, you have a plane to catch right now with your husband, and I have to run and get in that Uber and go get the kids to school. But this was really so special to be able to do this in person with you and to be able to share with all of you, our listeners. So we hope that this week is a meaningful and a powerful week for you and that some of these tips were helpful. Have a great day.